Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing my post-lottery pod. Um, Didn't think I'd be doing this when the season began, but here we are. Mavericks part of the lottery for uh, Wimbanyana. And, uh, you know, it's a tough season. And it was... It was, I don't know, it's, I've already talked about how the year's been and all the failures, so I'm not going to rehash that. I'm going to move forward with it, but I just didn't think at the beginning of this season I would be talking about the lottery and the Mavs, so here we are. But to start out, um, I would like to say that a couple things, uh, you know, I reading on Twitter, you know, people just wake up and say things, and that's why, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm only on, like, Twitter just to sort of try to grow my show, as I, you know, as you would say, right? I don't, you know, participate a ton. I will make comments and stuff, obviously, but some of the things I read are crazy, and the people who are, who think Dallas for, you know, because Dallas didn't play their starters for two games, the who they think that, you know, oh, they blew it, blah, blah. They could have been, like, the Lakers and the Heat or were in the play-in, and now they're in the Eastern and Western Conference. Well, they don't know that Oklahoma City had to lose, and Oklahoma City didn't lose. So if Dallas would have won those games, they wouldn't have made the playoffs anyways. And that's sort of what people don't understand, but... You know, there's a lot of like Mavs haters out there, and it's fine. Um, it uh, it only makes me happier when you know the Mavs do something because there are a lot of Mavs haters out there. But anyhow, so they held their draft lottery tonight. Um, I, I there was no way in the world Dallas was moving up. Just no way in the world. It's never happened for them. They've only got I think the number one pick one time. And it was when they were the expansion team back in like 1980. So the odds of them getting the number one pick again were very slim, very slim. And um, I, I, it's, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I, I was just, uh, I wasn't holding my breath. But the San Antonio did win the lottery. And obviously, you know, Wimbanyana's the the guy that everybody's talked about. Um, I, I do think he's being a little overhyped. I do think he's going to be a very talented player. I just, you know, one of the things they said, and, and this is going to, we're going to be playing, I feel like this is going to be one of those things that people are going to be playing in like five years. But... Woj was saying on their little pre-lottery show that, you know, executives believes he's going to lead the league in, like, points and blocks by year three. And I just, you know, I'm sorry, but I I just don't think that's accurate. You know, I don't think, I, I think they see him playing in this league and they see him playing well. And they automatically assume that's going to be how he plays in the NBA. 
But, man, you know, the, the league that he plays in, it's not even, you know, Luka played in the Euro League and he won MVP. This, this league isn't even the Euro League. There, he's he's not. You know, Real Madrid would have killed the G League Ignite. They would have never played the G League Ignite because they would have killed those guys. But this French team that Wimbignana played on, they played the G League Ignite, and I do believe the French team won. But man, I just I I don't think he's gonna. I I think I think he'll be he'll have to be in the league. He'll be in the league at least five years before he comes close to even um, leading the league in points. Now, you know, I, I could be wrong. I, I, obviously, I could be wrong. But I, I just think that the league is going to, the NBA is going to play him a heck of a lot different than he's being played in um in this year, this French league or whatever, like I remember, you know, KP, and I hate to compare, but you know, KP in the and when he was younger playing in these leagues, KP was really good, and he was somebody that nobody had ever seen before. And that's why New York took him so high in the draft. It's just, you know, when you're posting up. Even Marcus Smart, you know, Marcus Smart played uh, Porzingis very well. You know, he defended Porzingis very well because it, it you there's more than just height, you know. So, I, and I do think Wimbignana will be better than Porzingis, obviously. But, you know, Porzingis wasn't a bad player. He still isn't a bad player. Porzingis is a good player. His, Porzingis wouldn't be talked about like he is if he played 70 to 75 games a year. If Porzingis could play upwards of 75 games a year, his nobody would even talk about him about his struggles. It's it's his injury status. That's where people talk about and you know that's something that you could sort of bring up with Wimbanyana because obviously Chet has the same body type, and before he even played a game in the NBA, he breaks his foot playing in some pro-am game or whatever. You know, and it's like guys that size with that body type tend to injure easily. And I don't want any, I just want to say this, I don't want any of them injured. I want everybody to play. I don't like seeing guys out. I wish Zion would have played. I I want to see everybody. I wish Ka- uh, Kawhi would have played. I wish Paul George I wish they all would have played. I don't want to see anybody out, but you know, certain guys with certain body types tend to be more injured than others. So, um, I, I you know I, I hated to see him, you know, because he I do think Wimbayana is going to be a really good player. I hated seeing him go to San Antonio. I would have rather been Charlotte. Um, I think the league was afraid to put <laughs> put him in Charlotte because I, Charlotte's man, bless their hearts, they. They haven't really accomplished anything since they were given an, another team, and you know it's. It what's funny is if you put Wimbanyana on that team with you know Lamelo, Gordon Hayward, those bigs that they drafted that I would love to have one or two of those guys on the Mavs, um, 
and Miles Bridges is supposed to come and play. I, I think that team competes for a play-in if they get Wimbanyana. I think they compete for a play-in next year. Uh, I, I do think they'll pass on um, Scoot. I, I think they'll go for the, the bigger guy, the Alabama guy. Uh, Brandon Miller, I believe, is his name. Um, I think they'll go for him. They you know, they have LaMelo and they have Scary Terry. Of course, Scary Terry is probably going to be gone next year, but... I am interested to see what Charlotte does. You know that that Scoot guy. I, I I don't know those guys when they go to the ignite. I you know it's always hard to tell. You know Jaden Hardy fell to the second round, and I I know I'm probably missing something. And I know somebody would tell me I'm an idiot, but you know Jaden Hardy was the number two prospect coming out of the high school. You know, what did Scoot do in Ignite that Jaden Hardy didn't do, right? It's, I don't know. I, I just think it's all it's all about hype more than it is anything. So, um, I, 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 I think guys like Scoot are not really like a, I don't want to say a dime a dozen, but I would go for the bigger guys if, if I were at the top of the draft. Um, I, even Portland to me doesn't need a guy like him unless you're unless you want to move Damian Lillard, which moving Damian Lillard wouldn't be a bad thing. You could get um, some pretty decent players probably from Philly for you know Lillard um, if you really wanted to you know make that move, but you know and sort of go that way because I th- I think Philly would trade probably everything they got for uh, Damian Lillard at this point. But, uh, you know, they fired Doc Rivers today, which is interesting after only three seasons. Um, You know, everybody's talking about all these coaches that made the playoffs and the finals and all that, and they're no longer employed, but Jason Kidd is. You know, I will say that I it was only the second year, so I really didn't expect Jason Kidd to get fired. Um, but after next year, it, it might be a little bit different. You know, um, you could you could argue that maybe he deserves to be fired next year if they they still don't improve. But who knows? We'll see. But anyhow, Dallas got the tenth spot. They got to keep their spot, and I you know I I really do hope that. Um, they keep their pick. You know, when I look at the roster and I look at guys around the league that may or may not be available, I I just, you know, it's, it's very difficult. And obviously, <laughs> you know, the Lakers are about to sort of, they could prove me wrong right here. But it's very difficult to go from missing the playoffs to being in the finals, right? Now, L.A. did have to do some major overhauling at the trade deadline to get to where they are. You know, they added a lot of players. They added Vanderbilt, Hachimura, uh, Beasley. Uh, I'm missing somebody else. But, you know, they added several guys to that team. 
and it just made him a better team. And I, I just, I, I don't think the path is there for Dallas. Lakers had uh, the contract of um, Russell Westbrook to trade to make all that happen, and Dallas doesn't really have that unless you trade Kyrie Irving. So it, it was tough because Dallas already had, you know, your two All Stars. And then they had the contract of Westbrook that they can move and turn into a lot of role players. And it, and it worked out. And I, I just don't think Dallas has that available. Like, you know, when I look at their team, like what assets does Dallas have? They have Hardy and they have Green. And I guess one of these anonymous executives, as they call them, who always make these... Uh, who I don't know who they are, but I just figured they're like just assistant GMs who dream of being a GM, whatever. It's just some guy saying things to, you know, oh, when we talk, we say this, you know, but supposedly Tim Hardaway Jr. is an asset. Maybe he is. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway's second half of the year or post-All-Star break was really good. I'll give him that. But his pre-All-Star break was awful. It was atrocious. But I, I just think, you know, to me, other than, you know, you take out Luka and his Supermax contract, if you look at who played up to or better than their contract this year on the Mavs, and the only people I can think of is Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. And I know Josh Green ran into a wall and he sort of played poorly for the last month or whatever. And Jaden Hardy didn't even play really the first half of the season. And, but I, I think it's, you know, you have to look at how much they're paid compared to what they contribute. And then you look at, you know, like Reggie Bullock. You know, he made $10 million a year. And he, he was no better than a, a veteran minimum guy. I mean, the holiday was pretty much just as good as Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock had a month where he shot well, and that was awesome. But he only had that month. So I, I just, you know, Reggie Bullock didn't even come close to earning what he what he was paid. And Dwight Powell's the same way. He was making $11 million. Dwight Powell is would be on the Shanghai Sharks if it weren't for Dallas. You know, I, I just don't understand. I, I just don't know what Dallas is. I have a feeling Dallas is going to re-sign him. And it's just... It's just going to make it hard for them to get better because they're going to have Powell at such a high number. And they're just not going to be able to sign any good players because they have too many bad contracts. Um, you know, obviously, Bertans is a bad contract that nobody wants. Uh, you know, Tim Hardaway, I, I talked about that. And I, I just, if, if somebody wants Tim Hardaway, I just trade Tim Hardaway and Tim Hardaway only. And. Whatever you get back, then you just take that deal. You just want to get off his contract. Um, so I, if I'm Dallas, though, I, I keep my pick. And I draft a player. And I have, you know, if it's a, if it's the right player, I, I don't know. Some people, they're, they're changing their... Um, what who they think is their top 10 who they think is going to draft who um 
some people they used to have that uh, guy from Central Florida going to Dallas, but some people have it much higher. Some people now have that Grady Dick guy from Kansas going to Dallas. I I'm not excited about him. Um, he sort of reminds me of the guy that Denver has that has played so well for him that his name's like Brown or something, but it's spelled weird. But uh, it sort of reminds me of him, and so you'd probably get a quality player. But I, I just I would rather have you know the, the Central Florida guy, and I, I like I said I doubt he'll be available. I figure he'll be uh, he'll be gone by the tenth pick, depending on you know who goes where. But I, I would take I would take a four, you know, a guy six ten like that to fill that spot, and then just you know go out sign a center with what contract you with what minimum deal you have, whether it's Alex Lynn or Mason Plumley, and I know those names aren't exciting, but I, I just don't think there's a path for Dallas to go to the finals next year. And I, I think what they need to do is do the make their draft pick, draft somebody that can that will improve your team, and play this year out or play this next year out, and then get ready to sort of set your team up to go to the finals the year after because all your contracts look a heck of a lot better after this year. You know, I think um, what's a, the uh, what the Latvian laser guy, Bertans, I, I think he's only got two years left, but his last year isn't fully guaranteed. So you could trade him to a team and they'd only have, they could buy him out for like five million or something. I believe it's like, not fully guaranteed for his last year. You know, Hardaway's all of a sudden got like a year left. I think Bullock's up after this year, um, or next year. I could be wrong, but I think his contract's coming to an end. JaVel McGee would only have one year left, right? You've got all these expiring contracts that uh, teams love expiring contracts. And so you you have better chances to make trades after this year. And I, I just feel like they should keep their pick and do that. But I, I worry about them making a panic trade and, you know, trading for a really, you know, one guy, it's Gordon Hayward. You know, I mentioned him earlier. I worry about them trading their 10th pick for Gordon Hayward. Oh, my God. It's just, it's such a Mark Cuban thing to do. And uh, I just think that would be uh, just so awful. Uh, you know, I like... OG and Anobi, but I man, I think he's an underachiever. I, I thought Toronto had a decent team, and I think Toronto had a good coach. I think everybody just just underachieved on that team, and OG is one of them. OG doesn't do anything that excites me, but he makes a lot of money, and I, I just I don't know if he's worth multiple first round picks, and I feel like that's what you're gonna have to trade to get him. I feel like you're gonna have to take trade two picks to get him. And I think a team like Oklahoma City has more to offer than Dallas. That's another thing. I think there are other teams out there that have a lot more to offer than Dallas has. And so if you if you draft you draft a guy 
a front court player that can help you. You try and um, and I'm looking and Dallas. I don't think has a uh, Dallas doesn't have a second round pick. Unfortunately, um, it looks like they traded it to Denver. Uh, so Dallas doesn't have a pick, but you can you can buy first round pick or second round picks for cash, you know. Um, you, yeah, you can buy these um, second round picks for cash, and you can draft another front court player. You know they. They traded two second-round picks for Jaden Hardy last year, which is fine. I think it's worth. I, I think that was worth the price, because you basically traded two second-round picks for a first-round talent, and I, I think you can trade. I think you could purchase a one of these second-round picks from a team that's got multiple, and you know somebody like Oklahoma City probably has several. Um, it looks like the, uh, I only see two, but. You know, you could buy a second-round pick and draft a front-court player. And I, I think that can... Um, I think once you do that, you improve your front line. And you have Luka. And if you re-sign... Then now this, is all, this is all if you re-sign Kyrie. Then all of a sudden... You have that front court. You have those front court players that you didn't have last year, and you're going to have Luca and Kyrie for a full season. And hopefully, you can make the playoffs. You'll convey your pick to New York, and you'll know what picks you owe after that, right? However, if you don't resign Kyrie, if Kyrie decides to go somewhere different, now Phoenix is a team that's fired their coach. Obviously, Milwaukee's fired their coach. Um, the Phoenix is going to intrigue me. Phoenix is going to make some crazy moves. You know, they've got a new owner. New owners love to make a splash. And I'm just curious to see what happens with Phoenix. I don't think Chris Paul will be there next year. I don't know if DeAndre Ayton will be there next year. A lot of people believe, even... Phoenix people, like their media people, Phoenix media people believe that Aiden will end up in Dallas. Now, some people have put together like draft or put together trade scenarios where it's like you trade Tim Hardaway Jr., your 10th pick, and then like Maxi or whatever for DeAndrea Aiden. And I. You know that that's a tough one. I like Maxi, um, but I, DeAndre Ayton does make the team better, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. I know DeAndre Ayton struggled, but I, I will say this: um, big guys tend to take longer to develop than like your guards or your wings. You know, James Wiseman is. is I think James Wiseman is going to be a really good player, but I think Golden State wanted him to be this sort of all-star type fringe player in like season three, and that, that's just not how it goes. And I, I think James Wiseman is going to turn out to be a really good player, but 
it's going to take several years. And I, I think DeAndre Ayton still hasn't even come close to his prime. I think DeAndre Ayton can be better. And I just think DeAndre Ayton would make this the Mavs teams better. This Mavs team better. I do think if you if Phoenix were to give Dallas Ayton and they only want somebody like Hardaway and Maxi, I, I think that is something that would give you an opportunity to make a run at the finals next year. However, I just don't think that trade's available. I don't think Phoenix is just going to be like, here's Aiton for two guys, right? Two guys that played on a team that didn't even make the playoffs. You know, I, I just don't see that scenario happening. Um, when I see people put trades like that together, I think they're kind of crazy. But I will say Dallas did get Kyrie for Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian. You know, I like Dorian, but, I mean, you just had two average role players. Dorian was a really good defender. He shot three-pointer at a really good percentage, but he's just a guy. And obviously Dinwiddie, I've had my opinions about. I, I think he's a bit overrated. I was happy to see him go because I, I just didn't think he was playing that well. I I was more likely to see if if Phoenix is interested, like if, if Kyrie and Durant get together and decide they want to play again, I, I could see a scenario where it's more like Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton for Kyrie. And that does make your team better. I know, like I said, I know people don't want to hear that, but that does make your team better. I, I just think DeAndre Ayton helps you in ways that Dallas just doesn't have the players to do to help. I, You know, Tyson Chandler was probably the best center that the Mavs franchise has ever had. And he only played here for two separate years. Uh, James Donaldson, a lot of people don't remember him. He was back in the 80s. He was a very good center, probably the second best. But DeAndre Ayton would be immediately the third best center to play for this Mavs franchise, right? I, I just don't know anybody who would be better. Um, I, I think he is a, a really good player, and I, I just think that would make this team a top six team. I, I really do, and I, I just... I hope Dallas doesn't do anything to panic, like a panic trade, and bring in more bad contracts and give out more draft picks. You know, Cuban hates draft picks. Cuban hates players coming out of the draft, but they're the best value you can get. Jalen Brunson was an awesome value when he was on the Mavs. And they had the opportunity to keep him, and they blew it. But he was awesome value. Josh Green is awesome value. Jaden Hardy is awesome value. And you just don't get that kind of value anywhere else except the draft. And you just have to be good at it. And Dallas hates the draft so much that they're terrible at it. And I just wish they took it more serious. You know, San Antonio competed for a title for 20 years and they kept their pick every year and they would always pick a guy who could contribute right it's, they're not picking all-stars they're just picking guys that can contribute to their team 
and they're guys who can contribute at a cheaper price. And I just think that's something Dallas doesn't understand. And unfortunately, it goes with the problem of them trying to put a team around Luka. And I just, I'm just not sure they know what they're doing. So we'll see. Now, if, if Kyrie wants to play for the Lakers, it's going to have to be a sign and trade. Um, D'Angelo Russell is another guy they got who, like, I'm not exactly excited about Russell, but, you know, he improved their depth. But anyhow, if that, if Kyrie wanted to go to the Lakers, that's where, man, you really get nothing in return. Now, I, I would take a guy like Rui or Vanderbilt on my team or Beasley. I, I think those are decent role players. But, man, you're really you're really losing that trade. You're not getting anything close to what you could get. <laughs> because if he wants to go to the Lakers, that's pretty much what you have to do. And you're just, just getting scraps. And like I said, it would improve the Mavs' depth. But, man, it would, they'd be, they wouldn't be that great of it. They'd still they'd be better than last year because uh, the way that, you know, Vanderbilt would obviously and Rui are obviously both better than uh, Reggie Bullock. And they'd, they, one of those two guys would be starting at your power forward. And then you still do, like I say, you, you draft a front court player, you sign another center, um, and you let Powell walk, and you just you you try and you got you try and get your team ready for the next year, because this next year coming up, I just don't think Dallas has the ability to put that together. And I, like I said, I could be wrong. They could somebody could be willing to dump a player, and be willing to take nothing for it. And I just don't know. You know, I don't know if that trade's out there. And it's a, one of those shocking trades. It's like, man, I can't believe they traded this guy for just that. You know, They're, those trades do exist. I just, you know, Dallas is rarely on the other side of that. So, um, I I just would like I would just be, you know, like to see Dallas keep this keep this pick and draft a player that can help their team next year. And, you know, one of the things that they're adding in for you know this collective bargaining agreement is going to help because if you're you know x number of dollars over the cap i don't think you get that mid-level exception i could be wrong about that i if i read it correctly that's just how i sort of read it but if you're like 17 million over the uh not the cap but the uh the tax line or whatever you not only do you not get your mid-levels to sign somebody but you're not allowed to trade picks past like x number of years right so a team like golden state has you know such a high payroll that they won't have any contracts to sign anybody if i read that properly like i said i I, i'm pretty sure that's what it said so team like golden state is going to, I think, make a few changes. And that's something I think Dallas could get involved with. Um, I think Golden State is looking for expiring contracts. Dallas doesn't really have many of those. But if Dallas could get in on like a three-way deal with Golden State and somebody 
and just pick up a decent player, that would be great. Um, because I, I think Golden State and Phoenix are going to be the two teams that make the most moves. I, I think those two teams are looking to shake things up. I just don't think Golden State's just going to come in next year the way, you know, I, and it might be subtle. You know, they might just move Poole. You know, I think there's a team out there that would love to have Jordan Poole as bad as he played last series. I think there's a team out there that would love to have him. Um, you know, guys do have bad series. Jordan Poole, you know, I wish I wish Golden State would have played as poorly last year as they did this year, right? When they played Dallas, everybody was playing. Poole was not. Poole was on fire. Looney was on fire. Wiggins was on fire. Thompson was on fire. Curry was on fire. Draymond, everybody was killing it against Dallas, and they just killed Dallas. But this year, Holy Curry was performing. Nobody else was showing up, and it was funny to see, and it was kind of crazy to see, but I, I just think, I think Golden State and Phoenix are going to just, they're going to make moves, and, you know, I'm curious as to what Chicago's going to do. I'm curious to see what, um, I think that center, they got Vucevic, I think he's a free agent. I'm curious to see what he does. Um could Dallas be in the market for him? He's not great, but he's better than Powell. I don't know what he would cost, but I don't think he's going to make as much as he did last year. I think he's going to make less. I think he's going to have to take a pay cut. Um, I don't think he's getting those big contracts anymore like he like he was. But uh, I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, the Eastern, the Western Conference Finals on right now. I'm doing this during the game. Um, I guess Denver's up nine at the moment, but you know the finals is going to be upon us pretty soon, and you know the season's going to end real quick. You know the the season ends in June, the draft is in June, and you know we're already over halfway through May, so June will be here any minute. Um, free agency starts July 1st. You know, that's only a month and a half away. So we're only a month and a half away from some teams making some big some big moves. And I'm just I'm curious to see what this Dallas team is going to look like. Um, everything's usually mostly done in the first week of free agency. Obviously, there's little signings here and little signings there and stuff like that. But... When it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to things like uh, the major deals, I, I think those usually happen within the first day or even day, or, you know, day or two or three or whatever. So I'm just curious to see what this, you know, Dallas team will look like. And obviously, I, you know, I haven't done as many pods even this year as I've done in the past. And, uh, you know, with Dallas not in the playoffs, I'm doing a lot fewer. Uh, once the off season comes, you know, I'll still do sort of like I do my off season. You know, I'll, I'll have I was gonna do my top fifteen. I put a team together with fifteen best Mavs, right, and my all time Mavs team that I think. So um, I'm still gonna do that. Obviously, I'm gonna talk about new players if they did keep their draft pick. You know, talk about that person. Um, and just 
you know, I'll do my predictions again. I, I was, I missed a lot of those. So, but it's still fun to do, even though I get so many of them wrong. It's still fun to do. Um, so I'll do that. But uh, I'm hoping, you know, the reason why I didn't do as many pods this year as I've done in the past because the Mavs were so bad. And, you know, it, it was, there was nothing to talk about. And I just, I, I got tired of, you know, coming on here and just blasting them. Talking about how poor this was or how poor that, and it just, it, I got old, you know, it was old. It got old news. You know, they weren't doing anything to make me want to do a pod. And so I'm hoping next year changes that. You know, I'm hoping for Jaden Hardy getting 25 minutes a game. I'm hoping Josh Green, you know, takes another step up. You know, he becomes even more contributor than he did last year. Um, I hope, you know, if they keep their pick, I hope it's somebody that can really help this team. You know, is Kyrie going to be on the team? Is he not going to be on the team? You know, what's that look like if he is on the team? You know, is he, um, you know, are they running a different offense? It would be nice to see Dallas run a different offense. Um, Kyrie wants that because Kyrie knows the offense they run is stagnant and doesn't do anything you've got to run a I, I think Dallas would be better to run an up-tempo offense they got the players to do it you know Luca can run up and down the court but I, I don't know I'm, I'm just curious to see there's they there's like a coaching vacancy um, one of the assistants is gone you know there's rumors about who might fill his spot, you know, like Frank Vogel's a name people talk about, but I figure Frank Vogel's going to want to be a head coach. Um, but, uh, you know, if he wants to be the assistant, that's great, because if kids, if they start off, you know, first 20 games and they're, you know, 11, 10 and 11, or, you know, in their first 21 games, whatever, and they fire kids, you have Frank Vogel right there, right? So I'm interested to see who they bring in for that. Um, but I guess I'm going to go ahead and end the pod here. Um, I appreciate those who listened all the way to the end. And if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd really appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.